Warning, great marriage advice ahead. Marriage on the Rocks is not a licensed marriage counseling service. Our opinions and methods work for us, so your results may vary. (laughs) Hey everyone, welcome to our 22nd episode of Marriage on the Rocks. I'm Crystal. And I'm Seth. Every week we have a drink with our discussion, and this week we decided to drink some Negronis. Yeah, it's uh, equal parts gin, Campari, and vermouth. Ooh. So it's, and I think it's in one of the lists of like the manly drinks or something like that. Really? Yeah. The most manly? One it's, of them. It's, I mean, it doesn't taste like an old fashioned, but it's kind of in that same type of category. Yeah. Of, I guess back in the day, they didn't have a lot of options for good, sweet, super tasty drinks. And so mm-hmm. they had to drink things that tasted just this shy of gasoline, <laughs> apparently. So. Right. I know. Yeah. Cause I don't have the... The flavored vodka, yeah. or they didn't have all that then, and now we do. Mm-hmm. I wish I had that when I was a teenager, or I do, know. maybe not. <laughs> maybe, yeah, right. I wouldn't, maybe I wouldn't be here. Um, but so it's October. It is. Yay! Um, it's Halloween season. Definitely one of our favorite months. Yeah. Uh, we. It's my birthday month. Seth asked me to marry him um, on my birthday, mm-hmm. and yeah, of course Halloween. And this month is a. a fun month for us too because we at the end of the month we get to go on a cruise so that'll be fun uh last week we talked about the age-old discussion of if guys and girls can be friends Mm -hmm. yeah and told you guys what what we thought we had some really good feedback yeah people reach out to us comment on the post messages text us all kinds of stuff so once again we appreciate the feedback we've got about at least through Facebook, we've got probably close to 50 new followers. followers. Yeah. Um, so I hope all of you are listening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Thanks for following us and, mm-hmm. and engaging, yeah. too. Uh, this week, we are going to be talking about the most common issues in a marriage. Yeah, it, we were looking at... I mean, there's all kinds of stuff, and we can do different topics about lists and things like that as we move on, but... Um, one of it was really just kind of trying to see, not, not really, I mean, there's lists out there of why people get divorced or, you know, the type of marriage advice that people seek out and all that stuff. But based on what other, what relationship counselors say, what marriage coaches say, what therapists say, we wanted to just kind of do a little digging and see what, what, what exactly is going on out there Mm -hmm. that most marriages are citing as, Issues at least to the point that they are in some kind of therapy or coaching or seeking some kind of third party input. Yeah. Because um, I think it's, you know, it's one of those things, once again, that if, if you if you're going through it and you see that other people do it may provide you some kind of sense of normalcy to it. But it's not just identify those things. It's, well, what are some of the solutions or fixes or considerations to take into account for those things? Yeah. What you can do about it. Yeah. So we kind of came up with a list like. We, most of the time we do. (laughs) And uh, the first thing on our list is one of the, or the biggest thing that people um, say that they fight about or they get divorced about, and that's um, communication. Well, it's also one of the, if you start looking at best marriage advice, that's what everybody says. Yeah. Is communication is key. I mean, we hear it about everything in relationships and families and work. The communication, and I think part of the problem is p- 
people have the wrong definition of what communication is. Mm -hmm. And that's where you get these bullshit articles and people saying, well, you know, fighting is healthy communication. No, it's not. That's, that's not communicating. And so I think that it's, it's important to peel back because most people won't raise their hand and say, I'm an ineffective communicator. It's one of those things that everybody thinks they're good at it. Mm -hmm. And apparently about 65% of the population is not, (laughs) (laughs) or we wouldn't be having these conversations. Well, I know for, for like, for me, even if I am, if I'm arguing with my sister or my dad, I feel, I don't know. I, I feel like I can't, get out what I want to say mm-hmm. when I try to communicate or argue with them because, you know, they go back and forth with me and I'm like, ah, and like all this stuff is going through my head. And I think that that's what people do when you try to quote unquote communicate, but then you end up fighting mm-hmm. and out of frustration. Just, yes. Cause you can't say what you want to say. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And I think that a lot of people do that. And thankfully, you and I, we communicate the right way. <laughs> right. Well, and, and I think that you know people look at you know talking versus communicating, mm-hmm. and yelling at someone isn't communicating. Is, is yelling a form of communication in the dictionary? Well, okay, I guess, <laughs> but effectively, it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, calling someone names is not effective communication. Um, continually. Pointing out someone's flaws isn't. And, and that's where you get people that are like, I've been saying for years I'm unhappy. Well, calling someone an idiot and telling you're going to pack your bags one day isn't communicating. Isn't communicating. Mm-hmm. Um, always fighting is not communicating. That was one of the things that uh, I used to tie to my old relationship was, well, we, we, we communicated all the time. Well, we did in the sense that we talked Mm-hmm. We talked about things or I, you know, vented my frustrations about her to her. She vented her issues with me to me, but we weren't really communicating. We It ended up in a fight. It ended up in an argument and it, it wasn't an effective form of communication. And so mm-hmm. I think that a lot of couples or people just think just because they talk or just because they argue or just because they yell or just because they have conversations that they're actually effective at communicating mm-hmm. and it's not. And I think, you know, you, you've said it before that, that you think that that's one of the biggest reasons as to why we don't argue. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not that things don't come up that we don't, I mean, we don't agree on 100% everything. of everything, mm-hmm. but it's never led to an argument. No. We've never gotten a fight over it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's never gone to, uh, you know, I'm sleeping in the other room or <laughs> I'm going to sleep on the couch or, you know, giving you the silent treatment or anything like yeah, that at all. Yeah, no, that's just so wrong. Yeah. And I remember in my previous relationship, too, the the way that I would try to communicate would be talking down mm-hmm. to him. Right. You know, because I didn't have confidence that he understood what I was talking about. Yeah. So, And that's not right either. You, I mean, I couldn't... You just can't be a bitch like that. Right. And same thing goes for men. You can't speak to your wife like that either. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are can be very condescending mm-hmm. and not realize how condescending they are when they talk to someone. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And that's one of the things that like we do is how I joke with you or how we'll joke with one another. And if somebody's just within earshot of what we're saying or what I'm saying, it sounds so bad. <laughs> I know. Because I know. we're just playing. Right. Um, but I, we, I mean, we, we've been with couples in, in real situations where, you know, a husband's like, wait, you're, are you really thinking about eating that right now? Yeah, I know. That's so wrong. And, and those type of situations. Uh-huh. Um, and it's not a jokey, no. fun way and whatever your intent is with her weight or or diet or whatever it is you're trying to do, that that's not the time. Mm-hmm. It's when you get in the car and you say, geez, I noticed you had five pieces of cake. That's there. not, no, that's, <laughs> you do not talk like that anyway, period. You still got icing on your face. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not right either. <laughs> Brat. But, but yeah, watching the condescending thing is, is huge. Yeah. That's not an effective communication. No, it's not. And I don't I mean, how how would you say that we effectively do it then, you know? I, I, I really I don't know. I mean, I think <laughs> it's just one of those things that that happens. I mean, we we can strike up I mean, one of the reasons we decided to start doing this is because we talked all the freaking time. Mm-hmm. And we communicated about what we wanted out of our relationship and um, yeah, from the very beginning, yeah. both of us. Mm-hmm. Once again, based on how awful our previous ones were, mm-hmm. and so I think that it's it's, it's like, and I know it's it's cliche on our podcast, but it's an effortless thing with us. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, but the thing is, is that we we were honest and open with each other from the beginning. Yeah, and I, so many people don't give their full honesty mm-hmm. when they're in the beginning of a relationship, they right. act like someone that they don't even know. <laughs> yeah. And, and that that's where, you know, just taking those steps back and looking at how we formed a friendship mm-hmm. first. I mean, that's another thing that can go on what we talked about last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you have a great friendship with someone who knows exactly who you are, <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. But I think that that was where we, we weren't trying to impress one another. We weren't trying to hide something from one another because we already knew so much about each other just from a friendship mm-hmm. that ne- neither one of us had to kind of backpedal or say, hey, I, I'm, I may have been a little misleading with this or, or anything. Yeah. I mean, because we, we, mm-hmm. we, we didn't even like tell each other little stupid white nothing lies. Mm-hmm. As friends, and we sure as hell haven't done that as a couple. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it's it's one of those things where it's yeah it's it's way easier to point out the flaws of someone miscommunicating than it is to really say well how do you <laughs> how are you so successful uh-huh. at communicating? And I think that it's we we don't shut down. Mm-hmm. Um, and and one of the things that I've said about you to to you and other people is. I don't get annoyed with you. Um, communicating with someone that doesn't annoy you is, is easy. But most of the time, you know, I, I know I, I communicate with Seth really well. Mm-hmm. Um, and we talk about stuff probably more than he would want me to sometimes. But I think for, for some relationships, it's it's just easy. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like friends. 
why, why are you so effectively communicating with your friend? Mm-hmm. B- because of the same reason that you and I are great partners. We have a lot in common. We're easy to talk to. We actually listen to one another. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to communicate with someone that's waiting to talk or doesn't listen mm-hmm. is, is, once again, not effective communication. Yeah, I know. And you just stop and it, talking. And, and, it's, and it feels pointless. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, and we know people like that, that... That you know, we tell even simple simple things like what's your plans? What's your plans, or what's your schedule for work? Yeah, what's, what's your schedule looking like? Oh, we got this and this and oh, okay. And then they call or FaceTime or text. What are you doing tonight? Do you want? Hey, look, I told you three days ago we're going to be doing this. Uh-huh. Um, so people that don't listen are people that usually tag themselves as excellent communicators because they don't <laughs> shut up long enough to hear what somebody else has to say. <laughs> right. But talking all the time and running your mouth all the time and not listening to someone is not, you're not an effective communicator. Yeah. You're a loudspeaker that doesn't have an off switch. Well, maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's the advice is listen. Shut up. <laughs> listen. Yes. Right. Listen to what your partner's trying to tell you. Mm-hmm. Don't just... Try to talk over them mm-hmm. or, you know, yell at them or try to get your point across because you don't want to hear what they're saying. Right. Listen. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably, that is probably the best advice for that. Yeah. Uh, the next one is emotional infidelity. Yeah. That one, that one's pretty. Well, I think that when, when you look at infidelity and you look at cheating and you look at having affairs or or whatever it is i think that those can kind of come from different angles i think people people can of course fall head over heels for someone else and pursue a new relationship and and you know keep it a secret you know it's something you kind of see in a in a film or on book or in book or books or whatever it is but you you have that but then there's the other type of of it's a one night stand mm-hmm. um or it's something that's done out of anger or neglect. Or, you know, we're going to talk about, you know, appreciation and things like that in a little bit. But it comes out of those. While, you know, cheating is cheating is cheating. And, you know, we've already discussed our opinion on what that would mean for the relationship. At the end of it, it would be over. Mm-hmm. When we talk about emotional infidelity, what what you're really doing is you are choosing to invest your time, efforts, and emotions into someone else, mm-hmm. even though it may not be physical yet. And it almost takes more effort to do that than it would just to, you know, be a booty call or have a, an affair with someone. Yeah, yeah, um, that's true. Because you're, you're, you're spending, you know, I, I use the, the analogy of investments and things like that with mm-hmm. relationships yeah. a lot, and, and you're choosing to invest in someone else. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I am completely guilty of doing this with you to right. you or to my ex with with me with you right and i mean i i know that you know i say that oh i didn't cheat on him and it wasn't that we we usually mean physical when we right. say things like that uh-huh. but i it was an emotional infidelity mm-hmm. and i mean now with our relationship if one of us were to do that i just think how hurtful right that is yeah it it would be it would be way more severe than i think people would think it would be Mm -hmm. Um, because a lot of times i mean even when you get into cheating and and people are if someone has been caught trying to cheat but they didn't you know physically have sex with someone 
that tends to be the the um, kind of backing them up as well. They didn't actually have sex. Yeah. Uh huh. And like it's, I mean, it is <laughs> it is worse, but like it's that much better that yeah they, that you you didn't actually go right. through with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that you know there's depending on who you are, maybe that's how you cope with it. If mm-hmm. if you if you're one of those people that can really truly detach the physical act of sex or some kind of emotional connection, maybe you just don't have that tough of a time forgiving someone for cheating or getting past that. Uh, I don't, I don't understand that at all. Um, but maybe there's people that can do that. But if, if you're one of those really emotionally invested individuals and someone betrays your trust that way, Mm -hmm. that may seem as bad, if not worse than the physical act of, of cheating. Uh Um, because why, why would you why do you want to spend so much time mm-hmm. with somebody else? Why do you want to invest your emotions and well, you would answer that <laughs> I know why did you do it? <laughs> because I didn't have that where I was before yeah, you weren't getting any of the connections that you needed in your mm-hmm. in your relationship mm-hmm. so yeah, it was probably as we kind of go through. This, you'll probably see that a lot of what's on this list, that's what was taking place in that relationship. Because oh, yeah. I know that's how, that's how it was for me. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one is money. And we've talked about, we've had a whole episode on money and finances mm-hmm. before. Yeah, check that one out if you want to yeah. hear kind of our in-depth input on finances and how to be financially successful, you know, successful and responsible mm-hmm. um, as a couple. Mm-hmm. Um, but once again, going back to the list we have, this, this was things that most couples cite as a reason for concern mm-hmm. uh, or why they're in therapy, having those conversations and et cetera. But, you know, money is another one of those things. It's something that can betray trust. It's something that sometimes you have to earn trust with it. It's something that if you're not responsible with it, it affects your partner. Mm-hmm. Finances is one of those things that you as a couple have to be on the same page about. Like everything. It's not it's not something that one of you can freelance while the other one has zero involvement with it. Unless, you know, one of you is a sugar daddy or sugar mama who, you know, is just rolling in the dough and <laughs> you don't care how they spend it and they don't care how you spend it because you have so much. Uh, but for most people, they don't fall in that category. Uh-huh. And so I think that, you know, it's, you know, it ties in with the communication piece and all that with it, but... A lot of people just can't handle money, and we, we've said it before that money, kids, and sex are the top three things that couples fight about. Uh-huh. And so it's no shocker that money and finances would end up on this list. Oh, yeah. Um, uh-huh. Because it's it's something that people can be very cavalier with and creates massive problems in your relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And it's such an easy <laughs> fix. It is. It's not... I mean, mm-hmm. money and, and finances are not that hard. Yeah. And, I mean, I guess we, like we, I think we said in the money and finance episode, but, you know, to just not be stupid. Well, and I think that you, people that haven't seen it, you know, and I know you, people can't see or, you know, a whole lot of our house, but if they've seen pictures and things like that, we haven't always been in the situation. No. When when we first started dating, 
I had massive amounts of debt because of my previous relationship. Massive amounts of debt, and you a foreclosure, a foreclosure on a on house. Mm-hmm. I was making. I was a freaking security guard, um, not making very much money. You were a front desk receptionist in a hospital, mm-hmm. not making very much money, and we were able to pay off all of our debt, mm-hmm. still have a place to live, and, and handle everything very responsibly. And so when we say when we say it's an easy fix. I don't want people rolling their eyes, being like, "Well, that's easy for them to say." Look, it's like, no, we we haven't always been <laughs> right. in this place. We went from, especially me, I took a huge financial fall. Yeah. My credit got destroyed. I had went all the way back down to the bottom. But within two years of that happening, we were able to clear all of our debt off. We were able to get everything done. We, well, I say, two years. I guess it was. Well, it was about. It was two years. Because... Almost three. By the time we got the house, because it was the end of 2013, and oh. we started seeing each other beginning of 2011. So yeah, almost yeah, almost pretty three much years. a three-year time frame. Yeah. Credit score psh, was able to get back up. We're able mm-hmm. to get uh, you know financially stable. Pay off all of our debt from our previous relationships. Mm-hmm. Pay off all of our current debt that had nothing to do with our previous relationships to where we had zero debt. Yeah, when we got married. By buckling down mm-hmm. and taking care of business. Mm-hmm. We weren't going on trips like we are now. We weren't flying around the country. We weren't, you know, taking all of that type of lifestyle because we couldn't afford it. Yeah. We you, had to get take care of business first so we can enjoy what we have now. Yeah. Be responsible. Mm-hmm. And, you, and you won't have to fight about money. Yeah. If you don't have it in the bank, don't get it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Easiest, simple rule to live by. And that should go for everything. A car, a TV, furniture. Pay cash for everything. Yeah. I mean, we... The only thing that we owe on is our house. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> um, the next one is unwillingness to forgive. Um, we... So, I think that there is stuff that there that is not forgivable. Mm-hmm. Um, but So, we're not talking about those... Like putting... Accidentally putting mayonnaise on a sandwich for you. That is unforgivable. Is unforgivable. <laughs> I hate mayo. If if you guys don't know, <laughs> um, and so just, hates, hates just ask the clerk at Jimmy John's who felt your wrath. Oh man! The day that they put mayonnaise on your sandwich, yeah, unforgivable. No. Um, no, but well, I guess that would be a petty thing. <laughs> well, I know. That's why I brought it up. But we're not talking about stuff that you that you can't that. What we think is unforgivable. Yeah, big things unforgivable is would cheating. be cheating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about little things, little petty things, like um, who didn't do the dishes last mm-hmm. night. <laughs> we, we, I mean, we had that one episode where we talked about scorekeepers. Yeah. And that's, that's what I think of on this. And, and once again, for those of you that haven't listened, go check it out. But... We, we, we do talk about the scorekeeper of that person that's always you know, keeping score of somebody else's mistakes and faults. Mm-hmm. And you bottle it up or you hold it up or you bring it up every time you get into a disagreement or argument or you're trying to prove your point. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, you're not forg- if, if a person makes a mistake, forgive them. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't have to be this. It shouldn't be something that you continually bring up. And it shouldn't be something of, of contention that is just always there. Yeah. 
Um, or things that you bring up in your own head, <laughs> you keep you keep score in your own head mm-hmm. and never bring it up to your partner until you blow up. Right. You you need to let that stuff go. Mm-hmm. And one, just be yeah, just be forgiven. One of the things that I don't know if we if we've said it on here, but I think you and I've talked about it that it's you know if it's if it's not worth getting. A divorce over, why are you fighting about it? <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think that that's where if your partner, you know, snores or folds the clothes wrong or, or you know, vacuums the carpet in the wrong direction, is that really worth getting in a knockdown, drag out fight over? Mm-hmm. Or is there a deeper issue that you really need to look at as to why everything about your partner irritates you now? Yeah. Or why... All of a sudden, your partner can't seem to do anything right. Uh-huh. Um, what's what's really going on? But I think as far as looking at, you know, just the ability to forgive if something petty has happened. If and I'm tr- I'm trying to even think of something. I mean, I know I know you and I've both done this to one another where we've since we both do laundry, we've each accidentally shrunk our each one of one of each other's shirts. Uh huh. In the dryer, mm-hmm. oh. and we couldn't use it again. I don't remember. Well, you did because I kept score. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I know. I know we've we've made that type of mistake, or made the or made the mistake of um, leaving the laundry in the washer. Yeah, in the wash. Yeah, it's something like that. To where if. And then the next person has to do it. Yeah, if it's something that you just can't let go. I mean, I just couldn't imagine, like, losing my shit at you (laughs) for doing that. Yeah. Um, Or leaving it there. But then again, I I, I try, you know, I I either think back of stuff that you've said or I try to sympathize with, and I'm going to say women because I think they probably deal with it more than the guys do. Mm -hmm. If you have that idiot spouse... (laughs) That just continually screw stuff up. I, I mean, I don't really know what to say. It's either, you know, either take care of it yourself. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Well, or I mean, you, I said it before you... in uh, in one of the episodes, I can't remember, where um, I didn't like the way he would clean. And then, mm-hmm. like, he, he would vacuum. And I like vacuuming a specific way (laughs) and like you know the lines and all that and he didn't do it the way i liked it and Mm -hmm. i mean come on that is so so whenever if you came home from work and he had vacuumed you would get on to him i wouldn't get on to him but he wouldn't put (laughs) he wouldn't put stuff back so like he would move the um coffee table mm-hmm. the coffee table and then he would like put it upright like mm-hmm. somewhere else and then not put it back and so i would get on to him for that but i but he was trying to clean right and so but the, the fact that he wouldn't put it back was just so irritating to me so did he eventually just quit trying to clean no, or did he did he did he, did he did he do it did he just continue to do it wrong he continued to do it wrong yeah he didn't listen to what I was telling him. Just put yeah. it back. And he's probably thinking, well, that's, I'm helping out, trying to clean. <laughs> that know. should be enough. I know. Because I, I was in that position. Now, mm-hmm. I, I didn't. 
I wouldn't make a mess or or not put stuff back. Uh-huh. But it would be the, you know, you folded the towels wrong or, uh-huh. you know, you put you put this shirt in the wrong drawer, and it was just always always something. Yeah. Um, well, and like, and I don't do anything different now. With us, like, even if if something has to get done, it, for like with the laundry, and we have the you know stuff coming out of the dryer, we'll both sit there and yeah. help each other out and fold it yeah. and fold it together. Yeah, and I think that's that's a lot of the. I mean, I think we kind of got off track with the forgiveness piece, but doing things like that and sharing those responsibilities kind of alleviates. <laughs> A lot of those issues, uh-huh. but I think that you know if if you're in one of those unforgivable situations, what you feel is you're not forgiving and you can't seem to move past it, you've got to figure out how to how to get over that, mm-hmm. and, and not keep by scoring. utilizing effective <laughs> communication. Hopefully that'll help you out. Right. I guess communication really is key. It's going to tie into all of it. I know, right? You got to talk about your money. You got to talk about your cleaning the house. You got to uh-huh. talk about forgiving each other. Yes, I know. Uh, a big one that uh, we had, I mean, an episode on social media, but technology. Mm-hmm. Technology is another one. This is something we were looking at this. That this is, all the other stuff we've talked about has been there for years. Mm-hmm. These have been things that people continually complain about and fight about and seek counseling for. But technology interference is, is really a new one mm-hmm. just because people are so involved in social media and they're involved in... You know, all of these things that utilize technology. There's uh, a lot of us with, with our careers and our jobs. You can't get away from work because of how everything moves nowadays. And so you're always having to utilize technology. And I know. I, well, have to, I, carry my, I carry a personal phone and a work phone uh-huh. everywhere I go. And it's nonstop. I mean, I get crap all weekend long. Uh-huh. And so it is hard to turn it off. Yeah, Sometimes. like being a salesman back in the day when there was not email. How or easy anything, would have that been? That would have been oh, perfect. Would have been the best job. That ever. would have been the life, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but now, because of all that, you you have to, I guess. Oh, I guess we're gonna talk about that one here in a little bit. Um, but you have to prioritize. Yeah. Everything. Yeah, yeah. You have to prioritize what you do. You have to be able to t- turn. Turn it, Turn off it off and set it down. Mm-hmm. Um, and and if you're if you're one of those, you know, if you're in one of those situations where your partner just can't let it go, and can't turn it off and can't set it down, and you need to put those rules that when we eat dinner, the car stay or the phone stays in the car or it stays in the bedroom or mm-hmm. it's get mm-hmm. shut off. Um, I mean, one of the things that you know most people say is it's the last thing you look at before you go to sleep, and it's the first thing you look at in the look morning. at when you wake up in the morning. Uh-huh. And if you're letting it consume you to the point that it's affecting your relationship and it's affecting your communication, it's affecting your sex life, it's affecting all this other stuff, it's a problem. Mm-hmm. And you, you need to, you know, moderation is going to be key with that is, is handle it. Because I think that you'll see people that, uh, you know, can get jealous over how much time their partner spends on social media or all the little ball of wax that can come with someone that's very socially active on social media. Yeah, like my post. Yeah. Or being mad because somebody's posting a bunch of cleavage selfies and all these dudes are liking it. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's true. That, that can be a problem. <clears throat> but then I think you can also look at it from a point of neglect to where if, if you're completely sucked into a video game all the time and you aren't 
talking to your partner, your partner's going to bed without you, and you're staying up all night, and you know, you're not sleeping in the same room because you're so sucked into a video game that, you know, that of course that's interfering in your relationship. Mm-hmm. So you've got to moderate that. You've got to limit your use. You've got to know when to turn it off and set it down. Yeah, I know. And if you can't, you need to set up those boundaries of, you know, treat yourself like a kid. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like you do after when you get home and with your homework. Yeah. I'm going I'm 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 allowed to do this from this time to that time and that's it. Mhm. I know. Um, because some people need that structure in order to keep keep it from consuming them. The thing is is that when you're an adult, you you almost feel like you shouldn't have to do that anymore. Right. You know, because like, people have been limiting have been telling you your whole you that life. Your whole yeah. life. Uh-huh. But you need to realize that if you want a healthy good relationship, that that's probably what you're going to have to do mm-hmm. <laughs> if you can't if you're already having a problem with it. Yeah. Right. Mhm. Uh, the next one is lack of appreciation. We've kind of hit on that with the uh, the unforgiveness mm-hmm. or unforgivable stuff and, and uh, unwillingness to forgive and things like that. But you're not being appreciate, appreciated for what you contribute. And I, I think there I think there's a fine line. I think that if you're contributing to your relationship, looking for appreciation, you're already starting off on the wrong foot. Mm-hmm. But if you aren't recognizing your partner's contribution, you're missing that as well. Um, and so I think it's one of those that if you're the one doing it, you shouldn't be looking for the pat on the back. Yeah. And if you're the one not doing it, you should be looking to pat your partner on the back. Yeah, I know. Uh-huh. It's kind of hard, that one. Like, because it's hard when when you're not being appreci- when you're not feeling appreciated. Mm-hmm. And, and then you do expect or hope, you hope that your partner could say thank you. Yeah. And stuff like that. And it's not that you absolutely expect it, but just, uh, I mean, sometimes it would, it be, would nice. be nice. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, and, and you see a lot of that same stuff with, uh, and it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily even have to be the traditional, uh, I clean the whole house and nobody noticed. It is those other simple things like um, that you know guys typically tend to miss of you know I got my hair done today or, yeah or you know complimenting your partner um, mm-hmm. and and things like that where appreciation doesn't just have to be chores right it can just be them being there uh-huh. you know and that's one of the things I say to you when you travel with me mm-hmm. uh, I'm so glad you're here yeah uh-huh. And so I think that, that I know, there's... I know, well, we were, like, probably sickening, like, gaggable um, with it, with how much we appreciate each other. Mm-hmm. But we we really, truly do appreciate each other. Right. Because I tell you all the time, mm-hmm. you know, how, how happy I am that you're my husband. And, you know, just, like, little things will come to my head. Right. And I think about it, and I just... Have to have tell to say you, it. yeah, right. yeah. Uh-huh. and you do the same for me, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if other people, because I—that's not how I interacted with my last relationship, right? So I don't know if that stuff just never popped in my head, or if it did, and I just felt stupid saying it. I, uh-huh. I would probably think it didn't pop into my head, <laughs> um, but I don't know. And, and so I think that that's, you know, just being vocal with you. Once again, it's going back to communication. <laughs> um, 
is going to help kind of fix that stuff. Yeah. And, uh-huh. and you should, you want to be honest with your partner. And, and it kind of goes back to some of the stuff you're saying. You can't, you can't critique and appreciate at the same time. Hey, thanks for cleaning the house, but uh-huh. you did this. Yeah, I know. Um, so it has to be sincere and it has to be genuine and it can't come with an exception. Uh-huh. And if your partner doesn't ever do anything that deserves appreciation, that's a separate conversation. Yeah, I know. Well, and that's where you get in the give or taker thing that we talked about. Like, I was just thinking about the like sending flowers and stuff too, mm-hmm. and how nice that is to to receive that to receive right. the flowers. And I mean, we shared a video not too long ago about. Guy, you know, oh, with the guy the that guy got the flowers, to, yeah, and, yeah, going to Costco getting flowers for his wife and his daughter, or his girlfriend and his daughter, and like there, he he goes off on it, you know. Mm-hmm. There's because everybody because of what somebody always, said, yeah, and that, that's, always says, that's why I put it on the page because that's ex- most of the time I order flowers for you. I don't go to the store unless it's like one that's where I get back from a trip or. Mm-hmm. Or I'm just going to meet you for something and surprise you, and then I'll go to a store and get them. And every time I walk into a store, whether it's a flower shop or it's a grocery store that sells flowers or whatever it is, as soon as I get to the register to pay, the f- guy, girl, old, young, it doesn't matter. The first thing out of their mouth is, oh, somebody's somebody's in trouble or mm-hmm. somebody's trying to get out of trouble or somebody's been in the doghouse or what did you do? Mm-hmm. And it's always this this negative feedback of the only time you're allowed to buy your wife flowers is when you fuck up. Yeah. And that's... Wrong. That's wrong. Mm-hmm. I've never bought... Well, we haven't really fought, so I've never bought you an apology gift. No. Now, I'm not saying if you do get in a fight that you shouldn't buy flowers, but if that's the only time you're doing it... Yeah. That's a problem. And apparently, so many people do it that then... Uh-huh. That that's... That's what is the norm. Uh-huh. And that's, that's pathetic. Uh-huh. That that's the norm. I know. It is. So buy her some flowers and mm-hmm. tell her that you appreciate her. Tell yeah. her you love her. Get her flowers on a Tuesday. Yeah. For it, no reason. She might be like, what did you do? Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> make sure that you do it regular enough now where mm-hmm. she isn't thinking that you did something wrong. Yep. <laughs> um, let's see. What's the next one? Uh, unmet expectations. Yeah, I think that one one of the things that the the counselors and therapists that kind of contributed to some of this stuff said about the unmet expectations is how we get into relationships, um, and then we expect our partner to be something different than they were when you when met. We met. Uh huh. And if, if if you're a girl and you're dating a, a a slob, lazy, you know, messy, unenergetic, undriven individual, they're not just gonna wake up when you get married and change. Yeah. Uh huh. Or if if you met and uh, met a party girl or something, and you guys met at a concert or something. And then all of a sudden, you expect her to not... Yeah, to not live that lifestyle. Yeah, but. not go out. Or, yeah, not live that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Not go to the concerts or whatever she... Because that's what she likes to do. Right. 
Yeah, I, I think that you're going to know how people are, unless they're actively lying or pretending to be something they're not. Mm-hmm. You're going to know what people are. And marriage, moving in, getting engaged, dating, and being married doesn't make someone change. Mm-hmm. And I think that's typically a female thought. You know, there there is, unfortunately, some truth to the statement of women marry men thinking they can change them, and men marry women hoping they never change. Yeah. And both of those are, and whether people do it subconsciously or intentionally, you're wrong. Mm-hmm. But th- there are some issues on both ends of that because I think... You know, the guy that's disconnected and into other things outside of the relationship isn't all of a sudden going to be into that. And, you know, we use the example of somebody that's a pig and a slob and and messy. Well, even with somebody that didn't want to have kids or something. That's a good point. They're not all of a sudden just going to want to have kids because you're married. Yeah, and that's a big one that Mm -hmm. people always We hear that a lot. Yeah, Yeah, like, well... I'll change. I'll change his mind. Like once we get married, he'll mm-hmm. he'll want to have kids. And, and I think a lot of a lot of people are. I don't think people hold that a secret. I, I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't think that you can be with someone, date someone, move in with them, get married, whatever the progression you take is, and then after you've been married five years, you get divorced because they didn't want to have kids. You're telling me that that never came up. Every other one of those steps. I had a vasectomy. Well, yeah. Um, the office. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Whenever, you know, when you're dating, I mean, we, once again, we, we, I think we brought this up, but we talked about this on our second date. Was it our second date? Or was it third? No, it wasn't our second date. No. <laughs> maybe it was our, like, third date. Yeah. Okay. We talked about it very early very on. Very early though. on. Uh-huh. And maybe it wasn't even a date. Maybe we were just on the phone. Uh-huh. But we, I wanted to bring that up very quickly because mm-hmm. I was... I had had a vasectomy. I did not want any kids, and I wanted to make sure that, that I was okay. With that me. you were okay not having kids, mm-hmm. and you know, and even you know, at the time, like you know, when you when you, I don't want you to hit this point where oh, my biological clock is ticking, and I wish I had kids, and I needed to know very early on uh-huh. that you weren't going to, yeah. and I think that. Well, so many people told me that I would. Oh, you'll change your mind. Uh-huh. Yeah, you kept hearing that a lot. <clears throat> well, and we still get it now. With mm-hmm. when are you two gonna have kids? Never. Yeah, it's not happening. Uh huh. Not happening. Yeah. We've adopted twice, and we gave both of them away. We aren't <laughs> gonna have any kids. <laughs> I mean, we're not gonna have any any kids together. No. And but that's something that a lot of times, though, a one of the people in the relationship will say, you know, I don't ever want kids. Mm-hmm. And the other person just dismisses it. Or they say, okay, that's fine. Mm-hmm. And then they... Thinking t- that... Thinking, well, I'll get them to change mm-hmm. their mind. Yeah. Well, it's not. No. You, you have now created an unrealistic expectation, and that expectation is not going to be met. And it's not because there was some kind of secret. Uh-huh. They told you from the beginning. And I think it's the same thing with, with other aspects. You know, if, if you're like... You know, one of these bros that's like Saturdays for the guys. I've told my girl since we started seeing each other every Saturday I do this. Or, you know, if you're one of those idiot sucked in football fanatics that's like, don't talk to me for the next however many months because football season's on and we're not having a conversation and and all that stuff. If he was like that while you were dating, you it's, I don't want to say your fault, but Shame on you for thinking that he was gonna it's change. just all of a sudden going to change. He's not going to just stop giving a crap about football and wanting to focus on you throughout the entire season. Yeah, but 
if they if they had enough in common, they no, would, that would have been an yeah, issue. Yeah, it wouldn't be yeah. an issue, and they would want to watch the game together. Mm-hmm. He would want to spend time with her, not his buddies. Yeah, you know, right. Yeah, and I think that um, you know, there's there's just a lot of going back to the selection process mm-hmm. and what you have in common and who you're seeking out and what you want to dedicate your time to. A lot of that stuff can be avoided if you know you're utilizing it then. So for people that aren't married yet, that's something to watch out for. Yeah, that ship has already sailed if you've been married for a while and, and you realize this, and so it's. It's one of those things of you're going to have to accept your partner for mm-hmm. what they are. Um, not not for what your ideal image of what they should be with you. Mm-hmm. Because chances are they've, they've been this way since you were dating. Yeah. And, and they're not going to change. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you need to quit expecting that change. Or that's take, that, take, the, take the time <coughs> to... Look at their interests and stuff. I mean, yeah. And see if you can build some commonality. Yeah, do some stuff. You know, like see if that. you can reach some compromise. If you can, you know, spend some more time together that way. But um, you know, once again, that that, that can be a, a slippery slope when it comes to these unmet expectations that people can have and, and set on forth on one another. Yeah. Because it can just lead to disappointment. Mm, yes, definitely. Um, the next one is turned focus. So, I mean, not really, I mean, just focusing on everything else, everything except for your partner. The, the main thing that was cited on this was men complaining that once their yeah. wife had a child, they turned all their focus to the child and it never returned. Mm-hmm. I think most men expect a shift in focus temporarily. Mm-hmm. When a child is brought in, and sometimes that temporarily could be years, sometimes it can be months. But once again, you need to communicate about what that's going to be, and that falls into the expectation realm as well. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, whether it was once that child was 18 and you're empty nesters, that focus never returned back to their partner. Yeah. And so that's that was <clears throat> what they were referring to, and that's what they cited was one of the most... And, and, this turn and focus leads to so many other issues. Yeah, your everything else we've talked about changes. Your your um, your your appreciation mm-hmm. goes away, and stuff we're about to finish up and talk about that it all falls into this as well. Mm-hmm. Um, your communication is going to start dropping because it's just well, what's the point? And I think we hit on this. I can't remember which episode it was, but. The most evident thing, especially in today's world, that this is happening, mm-hmm. and, and this is probably 70 plus percent of the females that I am friends with on social media. Mm-hmm. It's the same sad freaking yeah, story. It is. Uh-huh. That once that gremlin of a child is born, <laughs> it's the husband's gone. Yeah. There's no more pictures of this guy. Yeah, there's no it's, you and don't I, know I think where I said it before, went. you see you see, you know, most girls' social media page, you can go back to when they set up their account and they were single. Mm-hmm. Or they were in high school or they were in college or, or whatever. Depending on your age, it will depend on where that falls. Mm-hmm. But you see their little fun party run around dates and their first job at some place they should probably be embarrassed about working, but they're not. And <laughs> you know, you see all these pictures. 
and then you got Halloween parties, and you got mm -hmm. holidays with the family, and then you know, okay, here here comes the boyfriend, and you yeah. start seeing pictures of them, and and they're doing stuff together, and they're going hiking, and they're going to concerts, and they're going to the bar, and and they're having a good time, and then then a little then you keep scrolling, and then oh, well, here's some engagement photos, yeah. and you know half of those are corny and cheesy and stupid, but they're there anyway, and you see the engagement photos, and then you see you know wedding photos, and then you see the the pregnancy announcement photos yeah, and then uh -huh. you see the gender the reveal photos yeah. and you know and mixed in there is is you know the the, the wedding shower they had and then the baby shower mm -hmm. and then the baby's born and it's like the husband falls off the planet yeah there's not another picture of that poor dude and then it's just ugly baby, baby ugly baby ugly baby ugly baby <laughs> you know for page after page after page after page <laughs> ugly baby <clears throat> and then then oh finally they get a date night 6 months later yeah. And there's the husband. Yeah, but then they followed with the post that says, "Oh, we we fell asleep early." Or finally we... got a babysitter, decided to stay in and go to bed. Yeah, <laughs> what is up with that? No, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> and then and so you see that, and mm -hmm. then it's back to the kids, and then it's it's their first day of preschool, and then first day of kindergarten, and then first ugly school picture every day for the next twelve <laughs> years, and all their football, soccer, baseball, cheerleading. You know, whatever, and and the husband's just gone. Yeah. And that, I think I said it when we talked about it before. I, I've seen some girls. I'm like, oh my gosh, I think she got divorced. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh no, he's just that focus has completely shifted to where he's just not in the picture, right? At all. Mm -hmm. Maybe around the holidays he'll squeak in, or maybe at one of the kids' events mm -hmm. you'll see him in the corner, or if he's coaching, maybe he's in some of the pictures. <laughs> but that's I it. Know. I mean, he's I he's just a backdrop. Gone to this new life that is so focused on your kids. Mm -hmm. And I know people that will be like, well, you don't know what it's like because you guys don't have kids. But, exactly. Well, yeah. We chose <laughs> not to have kids yeah. because we want the focus. On, I'm, I'm a needy person. <laughs> You're a needy person. We need to focus <laughs> on, each, on other. each other. That's it. And I think that... Well, we realize, we do realize that if a kid were to come into the picture, mm -hmm. the... Our lives would completely change. Yeah, they would. And that that's where, you know, it, it's, as we said, you know, kids, sex, and money. Mm -hmm. Biggest things to focus on. If you don't have any kids, you're going to save more money and you're definitely going to have more sex. Yeah. So the kids are the solution to, to that. <laughs> now, I say all of that kind of tongue-in-cheek. Once again, we've referred to this on the show before. We don't seem to see those problems with the couples that we're friends with out here. Oh, I know. That's what I was going to say. Like, I was going to say, at least the friends that we know that have kids, they seem to... Balance, out here. They, yeah, they seem to balance it all out. Yeah, and they do it really well. And, yeah. and that's one of the things where you see them function as a unit. Mm -hmm. And so the, the real solution to the shift in focus is to ensure that you haven't taking the focus off your partner. Mm -hmm. It's that your family has now grown mm -hmm. and the focus is the three of you or the four of you or the five of you or whatever it ends up being. Um, but at the end of the day, and I've said it before, that you, you want the focus, uh, you know, I, well, I'm sure we could probably do an episode on this, but above your children, your, your spouse should still come first. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, we, we talked about your family or mm -hmm. your spouse coming above your family, yeah. but your spouse needs to come above your... Your yeah. child as well. And, and my, my reasons for that are not what 
what you'll see articles written about. I, I and I said it whenever we talked about it before that I believe that one of your jobs as a parent is to show your children what a healthy, loving, and connected relationship should look like. Mm-hmm. And by having the focus on your parents, you're not you shouldn't be raising your child to be the best child that you've ever had. Mm-hmm. You should be raising your son to be the best husband. Yeah. to somebody and your daughter to be the best wife to somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I think that there's way more value uh, and, and focus that should be on your relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that, you know, there's, and, and I am glad that, that, uh, you know, most of the couples that we have out here and the friends that we, we have out here, they have a really healthy balance of what they do with one another, what they do with their family and, and how they, they seem to put a lot of emphasis and priority on their relationship. Yeah. And I think mm-hmm. that that's why they've been married as long as they have. And they have the healthy, functioning relationships that they do. Mm-hmm. And those that don't, you see problems. Yeah. Those that don't do it, where that, that shift of focus goes and it stays there, it, it, you see problems. You, mm-hmm. you see resentment. You see disconnect. You see a lot of what we've talked about You could apart. even see it in the pictures. Yeah. Like in the, the like the husband's face mm-hmm. <laughs> is just like gone. Like he, he has lost his happiness. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't I mean, maybe I look too too much into into that, but right. I, I think that I think it's true. <laughs> yeah. Um the, so the next one is and I, we've kind of talked about, touched on it a little bit, but time management. Yeah. I mean, I think it falls un, into a lot of the categories we've talked about. Mm-hmm. I think it, it falls into what we just talked about with the focus, mm-hmm. you know, managing your time. So you're dedicating enough time to, and even kind of going back to that, that shift in focus, you said could be anything. I, I kind of picked on the kid thing. Oh, but I know. It can be work. It can yeah. be, you know, extracurricular activities, all that stuff. But mm-hmm. time management plays a huge factor and, and is something very important that, that, once again, it's like communication. People tend to think they're really good at it, but obviously not. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know. Uh-huh. There are so many people that struggle with time management. I know. Well, and you see it with, with work and everything. People, they, you could tell someone that doesn't know how to manage their time while at work because... Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm swamped. Yeah. And it's like, really? Like, your job isn't even that hard mm-hmm. <laughs> in order for... Why Why are you that swamped yeah. when you just have this, this, and this to do? Mm-hmm. If you would do just those things you and manage your time properly, right? you wouldn't be swamped. And, yeah, and you wouldn't be stressed all the time. Yeah, awful situation that you're in. Yeah. And same thing goes for your relationship. Well, and most most people that complain about not having enough time, that's that's the biggest indicator that you suck at time management because we all have the exact same twenty four hours. And people that are undisciplined hate hearing that, mm-hmm. and they immediately start coming up with excuses as to why their twenty four hours is different than mine. A couple of years ago, I, I I actually calculated how much travel. I I spent how much time I spent sitting in an airplane, how much time I spent driving in a car, how much time I spent standing in front of audiences teaching, how much time I spent in meetings. And my point with all that was not to say, look how busy I was in 2016 or whatever year it was. My Mm -hmm. point was it was actually geared towards fitness Mm -hmm. of 
if I'm busy, and my kind of challenge was any of you show me that you're more busy than I am. Mm -hmm. Based on this, based on where my time was dedicated, and oh, by the way, I still had a kid that was in school and was still in extracurricular activities and still had homework, even though he didn't freaking do it, and (laughs) still had his own life Uh and, you know, had your family Mm -hmm. that we were you know, involved with and doing stuff with, we still had the same dynamics that so many other people had. Yeah. And my point was to say, with knowing just based on the numbers out of the, the hours and minutes, weeks and months throughout the year, here's how much time I spent dedicated to this. I still found a way to eat healthy, make it to the gym. We still found a way to have sex every other day. We still have found a way to take time to spend with one another. We still found time for date night. We still found time to do things as a family. We were still able to do everything. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the sacrifice you have to make is sleep. Yeah. And, and people just don't... People think that that's absurd. Mm-hmm. People just think that that's... Oh, I have to get... Eight solid hours of sleep. No, you don't. Sometimes you need four. <laughs> and, you know, and there's, there's all kinds of different people with different drive. Uh-huh. And, and you hear people that talk about, well, I just don't have time to do this. I don't have time to invest in my relationship. I don't have time to, you know, get involved with that. I don't have time to go to the gym. I don't have time to meal prep. I don't have time to fill in the blank. Uh-huh. But they always are caught up on all the shows on Netflix. Oh, I know. They're yeah. always caught up on <laughs> yeah. what the idiot Kardashians are up to. Uh-huh. They're always on social media all the time, all day, every day. They have time to troll and bicker and fight about politics and everything else that's going on in the world. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, they're just too busy to take care of what's really important. Uh-huh. And those are the people that suck at time management. Yes. And yes. same ones. I mean, the same thing. You look at the people at work, the people that never get anything done and are always complaining about the day ending and all that are the ones that take the extra 10 to 15 minutes at lunch every day mm-hmm. instead of taking a shorter lunch to get your shit done. Yeah. They're the ones that come strolling in late because they live the exact same amount from, from work every single day and have the exact same traffic with the exact same drive and they just can't seem to drag their lazy fucking ass out of bed <laughs> 10 minutes earlier just to get to work on time. Uh-huh. And those are also the same ones that come up with a reason every day why they have to leave work early. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> Worthless, useless. Yes, completely. If you work for me, get the fuck out. <laughs> they wouldn't be working for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you wouldn't hire someone like that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but those are the people that are yeah. that suck at time management, think well, they're good at it, and still complain. We've, said, we've mentioned it before. Um, <clears throat> Stephanie McMahon and... Uh, Triple H. Triple yeah. H. They have... I mean, such a busy freaking life. I yeah. mean, you look at The Rock, too. The Rock, oh same, same thing. Yeah. You know, it's just how you manage your time. How And focusing on your, focus on your partner. Give your partner some of that time. Mm-hmm. If you're not, if you're bad at managing your time at work, it's going to spill over into your time away from work. Yep. And your time with your family and with your partner. And I even mentioned before, I even mentioned it earlier where, well, earlier when we were um, talking about getting ready for this episode, but even if I feel like, you know, oh, I'm, I'm, I want to have sex tonight, mm-hmm. I am not going to sit here and watch Netflix all freaking night with you because, uh-uh, we're getting in bed <laughs> and I want to do it. <laughs> Time to turn Walking Dead off. Yes. And go to bed. Yes. 
Manage yeah. your time. <laughs> yeah, manage your time. Put your kids to bed a little earlier. Eat dinner a little earlier. Okay. I mean, we, we've talked about it um, before of even realizing where we wanted to focus and spend time with one another, how we go to the gym together mm-hmm. because we can turn that into quality time. Yeah. Um, so it is, you know, about all the stuff we've talked about, juggling that and and the time management is a huge piece of that. Um, mm-hmm. and, and even what you said just kind of moves into the last piece of it. Yeah, it does. And that's um, intimacy, mm-hmm. sex, having sex. Yep. And, um, I mean, we talked about, like you We've said before. we talked about it a lot, yeah. Yeah, we, um, sex is one of the number one reasons why people fight. Yep. Lack thereof. Uh-huh. Uh, quantity, you know, is of sex in, in the marriage is is one of the most common complaints mm-hmm. um, from one partner or another. And it's something that all the things that we've talked about, probably aside from, from money, <laughs> mm-hmm. can kind of lead into how this affects your sex your, your life. Sex life. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we, we did an entire episode on healthy sex life, so we don't have to rehash that entire thing, but... We, we have it, it is, it is a, of course, a common theme that we bring up on how important we feel that it is for that happy, successful marriage. And once mm-hmm. again, I'll say it again, those are sometimes relative terms. But I know what happiness means to our relationship, and I know what success in our relationship looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know what other people think makes them happy and thinks that they're successful. And they're lacking. And, and a lot of it is, is what we've been talking about today. Yeah. Um, but, but the, you know, the, the intimacy thing, if, if you look at, at all the other things, if, if you're communicating effectively, if you are spending your, you know, if you're appreciative of your partner, if you are, um, you know, managing your time, if you are keeping focus on your relationship, all the things we've talked about, a lot of that, you know, will be either shown in the bedroom or at least reciprocated in the bedroom yeah, uh-huh. to some level. And, yes. and I think that that's a very huge, important piece of the puzzle that people tend to dismiss based on comments like, um, it's, you hear people give hypothetical situations. Well, our, our relationship is deeper than sex. Mm-hmm. What the hell are you talking about? Deeper how? Yeah. What, what are you talking about? Because if you are that effective a communicator and you definitely have all this stuff and you're clicking and connecting, you're having sex. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. if you're not having sex, other things are affected as well. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what that is. Then you get this other hypothetical thing of, well, what happens if I can't have sex? If I, you know, get chopped off from the waist down, will he leave me just because we can't have sex? Okay, A, that's not going to happen, so we're not talking about (laughs) that. Yeah, and and so we kind of go down that ridiculous path. Mm -hmm. And then the other one is the, our lives are so busy, I'm so tired, I can't turn the mommy switch off, Mm -hmm. I have a lot on my mind, and and all the other reasons that we give, and and we end up making sex a very, very low priority. Mm -hmm. And more times than not, the partner that's getting slighted takes that as, I'm not important, our relationship isn't important, and you aren't invested in, in us as a couple. Yeah. And you may not mean it that way. You may just be tired. You just may be stressed. And all those things I said. Yeah, but if you're if you're stressed out, maybe the sex will help. Right. Maybe yeah. you'll you'll be relieved. Or maybe after. you just aren't having good sex. Yeah. And you need to go see a sex therapist. <laughs> maybe to help you out. Uh huh. I don't know. Maybe that's. I, I think some people just 
have really good sex and think, I know, what, you how said, could you not want you that? Because you said the quantity you, of sex. Yeah. But it also has bad. to be quality, too. Yeah. Uh-huh. And maybe that's it. Maybe maybe there's maybe there's a reason that your wife isn't having sex with you because you're lame in the sack. <laughs> <laughs> well, do some about it though. Yeah. Like, I don't. I could not imagine. I mean, that would suck to be in that situation where your husband is lame in the sack. And <laughs> <laughs> but. I don't know. Do some spice it up. Yeah, watch some instructional videos or something. <laughs> Instruction. Figure it out. <laughs> um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, if if it if it does heading down to where there is a deeper problem with that, I mean, there, there is there's ways to you know get help in those areas, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I I think that you know it's just once again, uh, kind of the point of going through a lot of these was like we said just. What, what's going on out there? What, what are some of the common problems that, that we're seeing today? Not, not trends that were 10, 20 years ago, but what, are, what are couples bringing to light and arguing about, fighting about, and seeking answers for and, and help with? Um, and any of those things, if, if it's lacking, it does, it, I say unfortunately, but fortunately it is a two-way street. And I think there's good and bad with that, but that means that it takes both of you invested in the relationship to fix any of these Mm -hmm. or all of these or some of these or whatever it is you can't just do it on your own you you can't go into a situation with well my partner is doing this because if your partner isn't open to the conversation if they aren't open to fixing what's broken if they aren't open to exploring solutions that's a tougher conversation yeah i know i so it does it takes both of you it does yeah I would say you're SOL <laughs> with that, but mm. I don't know. I don't know, but try to find, I guess, common ground with mm-hmm. all of it. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I think that's about it for, for today's episode. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you so much again for listening, for um, liking our, our Facebook page and you know, if you if you have a friend that you you think would would like our conversations or anything like that, let them know. Share share our stuff, <clears throat> um, and tell them to like us or follow us on mm-hmm. Instagram and Facebook, and listen to us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Yeah, stay engaged with us. If you want us to talk about something or look into something, message us. Let yeah, us know. Yeah, have a have an episode about. It. I mean, that was one of the things that was mentioned to us was have a episode about that shift focused Mm -hmm. and so that was Uh kind of some of the things that spawned us looking into this and figured we could kind of pepper that in there with this one so uh we'll listen to you yeah let us know all right well thanks again for listening and we'll talk to you next week thanks